Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey lads, we have got the most lovely episode today. I'm out and about with none other than Bake Off and subsequent YouTube and cookbook superstar, Chetna Macan. I love you for listening to this podcast, by the way. Thanks. My favourite thing you could ever do is tell other people about it. One way of doing that is just to subscribe to it. Another way is to bung it a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from. And another way of doing it is to actually sort of pick someone up by the scruff of their jib and say... Have you heard about the Hoovering podcast? I love it. Two things to make sure you're coming to. Wench, that is my new stand-up show that I'm working up right now, is going on tour with a massive London date now added as well from September onwards. I would love to have you there, please. Tickets are flying. I'm not just saying that. I'm. It's true and I'm delighted. Um, and, you know, the earlier we can sell all these venues and dates out... Uh, the less of this lovely podcast will be taken up with me wanging on and on about it. So let's just sell them all out early. <laughs> um, one place where my preview is already sold out of Wench is at the Mac Comedy Fest in Wales. It's the last weekend of April slash first weekend of May. And I've added a hoovering live whilst I'm there on Sunday, the 1st of May at 4pm if you're coming come 
My guests are the amazing Esif Sears and Priya Hall, two incredibly funny local women. Um, tickets for both are in the podcast notes and available on my website, jessicafosterq.com. If you've got spare money, even after buying tickets to see me on tour and or hoovering live, why don't you become my patron? Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see all the brilliant things I'll swap you in exchange for your hard earned pennies, including mountains of exclusive content, the occasional guest recipe, discounts to live shows and the odd gift in the post from me if you're really high up the old kindness slash generosity ranks. Okay, let's do this. Chetna is the most calming company. I think she's a very naturally serious soul and I'm a naturally silly soul. So we made great friends very quickly. We met for dim sum at Covent Garden's swanky Din Tai Fung. Uh, She was worried we'd ordered too much, which is evidence, if you ever heard it, that she hadn't met me before. Be prepared to get zened out whilst simultaneously incredibly excited about whatever it is you're next eating. You're welcome. Can I ask why don't you eat red meats? Oh, just because um, growing up we didn't eat beef and... I would say, I think um, my uncles used to go to, um, once in a while, would go um, hunting for pigs. And I remember them uh, hunting once and bringing the whole thing back um, and enjoying it the next day. That's for me. Thank you. Thank you. But I don't really, you know, remember my mum cooking it ever. Right. Other than that instant with my uncles going yeah, hunting yeah. and stuff I don't remember anyone else eating it ever so well then it must like stands so out as like a traumatic memory yeah <laughs> that's think, really yeah, yeah they did uh, my mum cooked meat a right. goat uh-huh. so um, where was this in India in yeah. central India where they still live uh, my parents still yeah. live there and it was uh, they, she made a lovely uh, mutton biryani which mm. is what uh, it was for um, and it was lovely but I once I left the house I never tried meat I just didn't like the yeah. idea the smell the. but I love chicken how funny I cannot become a vegetarian yeah. purely because of chicken yeah because um, my husband's a vegetarian my kids like vegetarian stuff but maybe once a month or twice a month we eat chicken not yeah. often that's not often yeah, yeah. Once no not at all that's a, a treat not, it's yeah, nice yeah. Thing so exactly so yeah. it's like Oh, I cannot, I cannot give it up. Yeah, Just well, I don't think there's, um, it's interesting, isn't it? There's so many different philosophies around it. I think um, even when I, so when I first started this podcast four years ago, at the time I was flirting heavily with whole veganism. I was never oh. a vegan because if my, my mum just couldn't get her head around it and not that I live with her but she'd she'd make me a cup of tea with cow's milk in it and I just was I'd never say no I just had it yeah. you know so I was never complete in anything hi oh wow thank you crispy this that crispy prawn pancake has yes. arrived um, but yes I think as time's gone on I've had a complete for I find I think I had different... I was very omnivorous as a child and I've gone through different... um, I feel like I've had times in my life where my body was like, no, you really want meat, have meat. And then times where I've been fine for years being really vegetarian or pescatarian. I think you... Doesn't... Don't you feel that your body kind of tells you what uh, it wants and what it's missing and... um, Totally, I think... So it's quite ext- like I, 
I was vegetarian for years and then I've said it so many times on this podcast but during pregnancy I feel like my body screamed at me for, for meat like for iron specifically I really craved it and then it went again yeah. for years but now I'm doing like I do low I'm really into weightlifting and I do train like six days a week and again now which is inconvenient because I eat vegetarian as I was saying at home because my partner's vegetarian but now I definitely like not so much red meat but I really like to have some fish and some chicken yeah once or twice a week also does she not even have fish no she wouldn't even have fish because her philosophy is she doesn't want to take sort of anything like dying and her eating it so and it's like the I guess like the original is it Peter Singer like philosophy of vegetarianism okay. essentially okay. Yeah. yeah so basically but not vegan like a Indian vegetarian because yeah. Indian vegetarians egg is not vegetarian fish is not vegetarian right. but yeah. Uh, obviously, the milk, yogurt, cream, yeah. everything is, you know, part of their meals. Yeah. Um, so, when I do recipes, example, with eggs, and I'll say, I'll mention the word vegetarian, then all the Indians bounce at me. Oh, no. And <laughs> say, so that's not eggs, it's not that's vegetarian. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I totally understand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's, it's not vegan, but it's yeah. a pure vegetarian. That's what they And am I right? This is probably a so sorry if this is a very ignorant thing to ask but is there like a north-south divide in terms of Indian meat eating is there like a is there is, is not much of India where much meat is eaten uh, I, no I think not sure uh, I think in north we eat a lot of uh, obviously chicken and yeah. meat, a lot of meat is eaten but then um in South, they eat a lot of fish as well. Oh, so, okay. You know, so right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, um, and more com- more complicated than a simple. Yeah, there's no like a simple North no. and South meat or no meat kind of divide. Um, my um drink is really floral and gingery and delicious. I've gone for a mocktail called Ginger Lily. It's so nice. It's quite sweet. Let me take my time, and then I think maybe we need to try. We need to try some crispy prawn pancake. Yes, it does smell really. Yes. Lovely. Or oh, I think this is going to be one of those foods that's not like the most photogenic, but the most delicious. Mm. It happens a lot, doesn't it? Mm. Okay. Mm. Oh my god, that is lovely. Yeah. Mm. I'm not sure it should oh, be wow. called crispy though. Only the very edges are crispy. Only the edges are crispy. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty delicious. They've given us this lovely um, fresh ginger with um, soy and vinegar. And he described it as a golden ratio, didn't he? One part soy to two parts gin- um, vinegar. I love ginger. Oh, yeah. I love garlic. Me too. Oh, my God. I had Turkish food yesterday though and I feel I'm already quite garlicked up. Yeah, I think if I had to choose one, mm-hmm. if I had to give up one. Of garlic and ginger? Yeah. Okay. I would give up ginger. Would you? Yeah, yes, yeah. I think I'd have to. There's more things that ginger doesn't go with that garlic does. Oh my God, yeah. You wouldn't want ginger anywhere near your scrambled eggs, but a little bit of garlic can... Oh my goodness, yes. It can lift anything, yes. Mmm. Mm. Yeah, but what would you sound like if you said it now in a big boy voice? Scrumptious. Yeah, pretty cool.
A big question, but obviously because you cook as part of your work, or for work, um, I'd love to know how what you do for work affects how you eat. Oh, so I think um, mm. Mm. we eat whatever I'm making for mom. Right. So I don't do separate meals for yeah. us after working all day, cooking food anyways. So, um, which is alright actually because if I am, say if I am working on a book at a particular time, yes. those few months are mental because yeah. we're eating the book every day, single day mm. for months. Um, so if, when I did the Indian books, it was all fine, but yeah. when my last <laughs> book, which I developed, it's not out yet, but here. Oh, when's that, it out? That one is out on June the 9th. <gasps> Brilliant! But it was a baking book. Right. Very much right. focused on sweets as well. So it was a bit difficult to eat only that. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. No um, same. Yes, just puddings. Just puddings. But because I do YouTube as well and mm. I cook for YouTube, mm. that one is simple because actually I... I, a lot of YouTubers kind of work around trends and what's right. new and what's working, what is... Yeah. Um, my YouTube channel is what actually I'm cooking for my family. Amazing! I love it! So it's not at all following trends. Yeah. Um, I might be completely on the other side talking completely different stuff of what's actually trending. Mm. But that's the stuff I'm cooking for my family. God, I'm right. not this. Um, and... So are we just eat what I'm making for YouTube? No, basically, no, I'm YouTubing what I make for my family. Yeah. So it's perfect, it works all That's right. That's superb. Yeah. And I think the things that are trending, I mean, I don't know what's trending. You know, my own, I become aware of what's trending once it's overexposed and it's everywhere, mm. you know? I remember years ago being like, oh, suddenly everything is burritos. And then a few years after that, was, it's just, why is there pulled pork everywhere? Why is, there yeah. why is everyone pulling everything? And making everything all sweet and shredded. And like, it's so funny, isn't it? I felt like in the, during the lockdowns, those trends came and went so fast oh that I think God. if you were trying to keep up, because everybody became a TikTok chef, if you were even trying to keep up with that, I think you'd be, you're just making a really tricky rod for your back, aren't you really? Yeah. Um, and it's okay, I think some people enjoy it, but yes. I have never, even before entering food, I have never followed trends. No. <laughs> um, which is, you know, I, it's not something, but I, ju I just couldn't do it. Like, even when I worked in fashion. Yeah. I Did you? Yeah, I just couldn't. That's like so interesting. Um, I can't follow it either. It's why I was so delighted a few years ago when um, dungarees became fashionable because I felt like fashion had come to me. <laughs> Finally. I've been waiting all my life. Oh my <laughs> Every now and again, if you just wear the same thing, every now and again, fashion will come back round to you and you just have a great time and look really trendy. Absolutely. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I've realized that actually food is very similar to fashion in that sense. Like right. some things are so in at a particular time, yeah. you know, and then they will completely fade out. Like the turmeric lattes have just disappeared. Oh. Yeah. But they were, you know, everyone was just talking about them. Yeah. And what was that coffee which came in the first lockdown? So it's been two years. Um, Oh wow. Dalgona coffee, wasn't it? Oh yes. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. Now, now where is it? Oh. 
Oh wow, lovely. Thank you. Thank you. These are vegetarian buns. They look they so are pretty. pretty. These are beautiful. Have you ever made these kind of dumplings? Not these kinds. I have made the um, gyoza kinds. Yes. I did a course on how to make the gyoza kind. Oh. Um, a long time ago now, and it was amazing. And I, I bought all the stuff to make them at home and did it once. <laughs> Just once. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Mm. That's a refreshing fun. green on the table. Yes, a bit of green. Monday green thing. Mm. It's another. I, I think I'm, I'm just gonna say I love everything because I do. But um, I, I really love like earthly greens. I love it that that always comes with sorry to. Ah, amazing. Mm. Mm. And this golden ratio business is fun as well, isn't it? Um, it's interesting, isn't it? I can't imagine them. I mean. So, when you, I can't imagine writing a book, the patience it must take to write any sort of book, let alone a recipe book, where you're testing things again and again, tweaking and testing. How long is that process? So, the process is, the time it takes is not always in your hands. Right, I understand. Yes, your deadlines, yeah, but deadlines, also publishers. Hi. Oh my god, yeah, lovely. More food. Chicken Thank you. Oh, more, more. It's a tiny piece of um, pastry chicken in there to remind us that one's chicken. This is how to live. Oh my goodness. Yes. That is a lot of food. We're going to be finding you in good company. <laughs> it's an absolutely reasonable, reasonable food. Oh my God. Thank you. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, let's go in. Let's do it. Can't leave these cities. So yeah, the timing is completely. Um, for all books, I've had different kinds of timings. Oh, fair um, enough. But um, it could be anything between five to six months. And if okay. you are lucky, then you might have a bit more. Okay. Um, but the last two, three books have been mm. around six months' time. These have the soup inside. Hard? It's oh, amazing. Mm. I've, I've broken it. I thought it's too big. Mmm. It's incredible chicken broth inside. That's incredible. How did they manage broth inside? That they're magicians actually. <laughs> They've got magicians that do the last bit. Superb. Um you mentioned your mum cooking with mutton when you were growing up. Mm. Can we talk about eating growing up generally? Did you have siblings? Did you join in with the cooking? Was everything homemade? Yeah, everything was homemade. Everything. Except for Indian, like the sweets, you know. Okay. The little laddus or... Like hard-boiled sweets? Yeah. Yes. Um, no, no, not the hard-boiled, the okay. Indian sweets, like... Are made with milk. Yes. Like lovely. gulab jamun mm, or jalebi was always bought. But the food we ate was always and still is in their house. Just everything is homemade. Glorious. 
and uh, so she uh, was a stay at home mom so we would go have our breakfast leave home come back around 2 o'clock I can't remember 1.32 the table would be laid out with fresh food wow um, and then we are three sisters and three of us would sit down eat with her my dad would be at work and then after lunch, yeah. she would just leave, get up and go and like do other like clothes or something, other housework. Mm -hmm. And it was our duty, three of us, to tidy the table up okay. and put it in. I can't remember from which age, but for as long as I can remember. I love the, ri the ritual of that and the fact that you remember the ritual of that. Yeah, so three of and us and, you know, we all did bits. Three, the table. three girls. Yes, three girls. And um, and was the food? Did you have the same thing every Monday? The same thing every Friday? Or how did it work like that? Or did it work with what's in season? Or yeah, I, I, it wasn't like I don't remember it being same thing every Monday no. or um, but yeah, yeah, it wasn't like that at all, and it wasn't any special meals for weekends I can't remember but I remember when there was any festival mm. which there were quite a few in India growing up we would celebrate all of them there was always something special for those days so whether it's the big festivals like Diwali or Holi yes um, or Janmashmi or you know big um, festivals or the smaller ones which I offer now I even forget that they are there till I like see her saying something or some people from India posting something and I'll remember oh my god today it is, it is such and such thing yes yeah but the food would definitely change when it came to festivals or yeah yeah um, amazing Ooh, um, but she they my parents are very social and they've always entertained so okay I think I get that from them definitely because I'm also a big feeder Yay. and they are both big feeders but right. her specifically because she's obviously cooking yeah and um, just we always had people at home and in That's India nice. you don't um, obviously you don't go to someone's house for dinner without saying but you would just get up and go to someone's house for a cup of tea Lovely. you don't have to tell or ask or which I found a bit new to me when I came here yes to you. you make a plan and it's a thing and yeah you have to call and tell yeah. them that you're coming for a cup of tea <laughs> and usually when you come for a cup of tea in India a lot of the times you just say oh I've just made this for dinner just stay and there's yeah. no formality whether yeah 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 it's a neighbor or a relative or a friend I wonder whether mobile phones have made that uh, worse in the UK I think I feel like we're probably the first generation who don't do a bit more popping round my my mum my mum's got friends who just drop in just see if you're in ring the bell and yeah but less so now, you'd expect a, t a text, if not a call, you know? Mm. To be like, can I pop up in half an hour or I'm passing? You oh, know? yeah, yeah. Always that. I think a couple of times if my friends have, in the lockdown, just knocked on the door to either yes. drop something or... Everything so far. Delicious. Oh, Thank you so much. Really delicious. So what does this have? This has a vegetarian... Yes, the vegetable bun. Inside we have the vermicelli, oya mushroom, some dried tofu and pot oh, pie as well. Oh, amazing. So tofu and pot mm. Gorgeous. Lovely. Thank, Thank you so much.
put this back around here. And vermicelli. And vermicelli. Oh, my crumbs, right? I'm going to use my hands. I'm not good enough mm. with chopstick. Try this big vegetarian guy. That's a very interesting filling. Mm. Oh, wow. That's like a... Mm. Just broken up vermicelli. Mm. Similar to inside a spring roll, eh? It's surprising when there's no tiny glass noodles inside there. I know. So surprising. Really flavorful mushrooms. Oh, wow. Pretty. That is pretty. Did you ever eat any international cuisines as a child? I don't know when you moved to the UK, actually. Um, I moved 18 years ago. Okay. Um, so the only thing, not the only thing, but the one international cuisine which we ate a lot was Chinese. Mm -hmm. But not the real Chinese. Right, okay. Because in India, the Chinese... Obviously, if you're going to a big city, to a specific Chinese, you might get the real Chinese deal right. nowadays. Yes. But it's a very Indo-Chinese. Okay. And it's just a different cuisine, according to me. Okay. Just a different thing, completely. Fair enough. Um, I, so I mean, it sounds delicious, delicious to me, a fusion of those two. Mm. Yes, please. But, mm. yeah. Mm. That's a very popular I remember Chinese restaurants being very popular growing up but there being no pizza places mm -hmm. obviously sure. I'm talking about you know many years ago yeah things might be different right now um, but she used to make pizzas at home so you could buy oh, wow no but you could buy the base right which were now knowing what the real pizza is was not nothing like the real pizza. I love it. Like a white, bready, doughy okay. kind of base. Yeah. And then you put whatever you want to put on top um, and just cook it on a pan, Gorgeous. cover it with a lid. Um, but yeah, you know, I there were it. not many pizza places at all, actually. Um, but Chinese, so many, so many Chinese places. How funny. Um, well, I grew up in Dorset, which didn't have its own culinary culture ever, <laughs> apart from scones um, <laughs> and cream teas. And the only international takeaway we had growing up was a Chinese one. But now there's a lot more going on where I grew up. All a lot more interconnected, I guess, in a, in a great way, really. Um, yeah, I've learned from the internet that you're not into oysters. No. No, thank you. Um, is there anything else that other people think is brilliant to eat that you don't like, or vice versa, that you love, that you think people are generally up, don't, aren't into? I'm not a cheese person. Oh my God, I know, I know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's okay, of course. Um, I can, because I've not grown up eating cheese. Sure. Um, and the only kind of cheese I remember was kind of, it's a different cheese, which like a cheddar, yes, but with lesser flavor. Okay. Because cheddar has got this lovely flavor, but the, yes. 
no flavor kind of just like a cheese yes I understand <laughs> so I haven't grown up with cheese um, which is why you know I'm not a big uh, I don't want that yeah, flavor I, I understand so I can I, I, uh, I've always got cheddar in the fridge because kids like cheddar okay. or anything and I can just about manage but I, I don't like mac and cheese because of the cheese so cheesy it's too cheesy so cheesy yeah, I think you might be my first ever podcast guest to not like mac and cheese. I think there's we've had people not be love cheese. I think cheese, especially strong cheeses, are yes. a real deal breaker for people. Yes. Um, and also, I think we think. Yeah, nice. Okay. So Oh. So yeah, I'm not. Uh, mm. I love mozzarella mm. because it's got not much, you know. Flavor. I was ask about paneer. I think the paneer that you can buy here is nothing like the paneer homemade paneer. I'm gonna have a go at making it later. Actually, mm. I don't think no. If you meet paneer here at home. I found a brand in one of the supermarkets, which is um, quite a good one. So oh, is I, it? I just buy that now. Okay. Yeah, I'll let oh, that's you know. Good to know. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, if you can, yeah. I'd love to know which. I'm going to have a go at making it because I saw I saw a recipe incidentally for the first time and thought, well, that looks deceptively simple. <laughs> but also, we have an amazing restaurant um, in Southeast London where I live in Broccoli called Baba, and um. I had a paneer dish there that was unlike anything I'd ever had. It was really? like more like a soft cottage cheese and it made me understand. It was creamy but a bit sour and I was like, oh, this is so different to anything shop bought I've ever had. And then when I saw the recipe, I thought, oh, well, that makes sense. It's essentially milk and lemon and you, you cook it, but then you wait for the curds to rise yeah. and that's the paneer and you've got like yeah. five days to use that. And so I'm going to make it today, cook with it tomorrow. Ah. Some sensible, we'll see no, no, how it very, goes. very sensible. And I'm going to try very hard not to buy some backup paneer. <laughs> oh. But you know what? You can never go wrong with homemade paneer because yeah. the only thing, first of all, use whole milk. Yeah. Always don't use any other kind of, you know, this percentage, that percentage. And um, secondly, just give it a few moments once you've added the lemon juice to kind yeah. of let it separate. Okay. The worst thing it would happen is that you might not get like thick paneer, but yeah. you'll get like um, scrambled. Yes, like which a cottage is, which cheese is, we exactly, have here. Yeah. Which is absolutely fine. So Still you can delicious. never not... Yeah. It'll okay. always work. You might not get big chunks. Okay, great. Oh, God, I'm really excited. I feel like I just got a one-to-one -one cooking lesson from you as well, which is a bit of a cheat. <laughs> you didn't sign up for that. <laughs> this is not what that podcast is. Yeah. I love it. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Have you ever accidentally, or indeed on purpose, eaten anything that wasn't food? Wow. It's a strange question. It's fine if the answer is no. But I've had all sorts of answers over the years. No. A button. No. Um, yeah, but you'd know once you're eating it. Like, no. Yeah. No, a coin. People have eaten all sorts. Yeah, lots of childhood mud-eating incidents, etc. Yeah. Oh, pet food has come up a lot. Yeah, but I don't have pets. Fair either. enough. Yes, you said that earlier. Very sensible. Mm. Um, have you ever had the experience I'm trying to explain this to my son at the moment I don't know how old your kids are I've got one six year old um, I'm trying to explain to him the reason why I ask him to try something again every now and again if he doesn't like it is not as a kind of torture um, um, but because our taste buds change yeah. and there are so many things which I didn't like and then I something happens with aging and exposure to spice or whatever or exposure to flavour and yeah. suddenly you grow to love it I'm trying to explain to him it took me until well into my 30s and I suddenly began to love beetroot which I'd always hated I hated yeah. the combination of that sweetness and that earthiness and now I love it really? especially like home pickled or whatever I'm really into it but and so he hates cucumber as a good example. I mean, he'll eat almost anything, but I tried to say to him, will you, twice a year, try some cucumber? So have you ever had a thing which you hated and then something changed and you loved it? I, I do, well, not, I don't know. Uh, I can't think of anything straight away that I thought, um, like, I think the only thing is that I've eat, started to eat this much cheese, which I never thought I would ever eat. Really? Because yes. I was like, I, they used to say it's cheese something in here. I was like, no, 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 I don't even want to mm. taste it. But now there are so many varieties and I need to kind of try at least. So if I go somewhere and there are there's a cheese platter or something, I will try it, which I could nev- never, would have never done if you, you told an 18-year-old me. No, that's fair enough. I would have never said yes to trying any cheese. That's interesting. Um, but other than that, there isn't much. I'm quite a foodie. I always have been. Um, and there isn't anything much that I don't enjoy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Things, obviously, in the vegetarian chicken area. Yes, not the of others, course. But of course. Um, when you were saying that about sort of making yourself taste cheese occasionally, it reminded me of when in my twen- early 20s I worked in a video shop which is a thing that's become obsolete because everybody streams things now I worked in an independent video shop and I'd never watched horror films I tried but I'd found it to be a waste of time and money because I just had to shut my eyes for yeah. a few minutes with complete words 
and um, when I got there, I, re- I had no idea. I hadn't really grasped what an incredibly popular genre horror was. It's the second most popular to comedy, or including romantic comedy. Really? And this was, yeah, and this was this very like highbrow, discerning, independent video shop in Blackheath, and they, they people would come in and really expect you to know what films were out and the classics and where the classics were. And I realised I had to. I had to start trying to watch at least some classic horror films and occasional new ones. Luckily, I, I then didn't sort of carry that on into <laughs> further into adulthood. But when I was 22, I suddenly I spent a year Watching. making myself, yeah, watch at least one or two like classic horror films a week and the new ones as they came out. And it did sort of um, sturdied my taste buds up to... To, to horror a bit but I still I don't know I wouldn't never watch a horror film now but I still find it stressful oh I don't like horror movies so. it's, it's, yeah it's a type of stress I don't like feeling I think yeah and if I have to watch a scene or two I usually put my hands, <laughs> hands on my eyes, eyes just yes. open and when it's over then they'll let me know mm. I'm mm. not just not a big fan of um, that at all <laughs> those chicken soup ones are um, a bit of a showstopper today. It's stolen the show for me, this one. Mm. Me too. Yeah. Delicious. Mm. Everything's lovely, but those are... Yeah, really something. Do you know what is missing? I don't know if you think that. Yes. And I know... Some people will totally disagree. But a bit of chilli sauce wouldn't hurt anyone, would it? No, I know. Maybe some chilli oil would be a I good idea with these things. Yeah, a tiny bit of heat for some of these things. There's no heat. There's a lot of like round, soupy flavours. Yeah. And it could do with a little bit of heat. heat yes. It? Just a bit of cake and optional oh. cake. Optional. Optional cake, please. Look, I'm really... My child has started occasionally saying, oh, if I have some hot sauce or something or some chilli oil, he said, can I have a try? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's exciting, isn't it? I, uh, I am quite surprised. I thought they, like, when they got this tip yeah. uh, in the beginning, I thought they might just offer... And normally they bring something a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to ask her, actually. Yes, do it, do it. I can't see it any... Excuse me. Oh, um, do you do you have some kind of chili oil or chili sauce or yes, chili? Oh, thank you. We we delayed in asking the question. We've got to do it. Um, what would you say the swankiest thing you've ever eaten is? Oh my god. Um, so I'm not. I I haven't been to many restaurants that do kind of fancy small plate plates. Yes. It's just. Nothing wrong with it, and I think it's an experience, and yes. it's something that you're going for celebration and experience, and I totally get all that. Uh, if I am, if I do find time to go out, it's not something I want to go and do. Yes. Okay. I want this kind of food where it's um, sharing plates and yes. or enough food. I don't want yeah. to have. 
where I've been a couple of times and I've come out slightly hungry. Yes, what's the no point of going anyone. out? Yes, no, totally. Yes, what's the point of going out? I could have made no, something I, at home. The idea of coming home slightly hungry, especially from a really expensive meal, makes me quite angry. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But often I think these, I don't go to very posh places, super posh places very often at all. And it feels like a really exciting treat. It's exactly where I'd like my spare money to go. I found it can swing the other way now as well though, whereas you come away kind of feeling a bit like Henry VIII. Like you need a nap and you don't, you're not hungry for hours into the next day. Like it's, yeah. So either one or the other, isn't it? There's a balance to strike. Um, but there is yeah, a balance, like see the place we are sitting at right now, yeah. I think you can, if you're full you can stop, like you know it's, yes, it's in your control, yes. it's not yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, you've yeah. ordered a big platter and then you have to eat it because no. these are, which is what I like in, uh, and that's such a kind of Indian way to eat, which is right. why I think it, I, I, I like, like the, a sharing, like a, a big amount of food to share yes, and, you, and, you, and, you, and you stop when you're full exactly. and it's up to you and no one's because it's a big um, I wonder if you had this we had a there's a like a lot of people who were here were brought up with the you finish your plate motto oh, which is actually like we now know so unhelpful like yeah. it doesn't help you to connect to your hunger or your fullness but I understand the logic was from a place of waste avoidance a lot of the time, I think. And also, yes. I guess people were trying to get their child to get some vegetables in them yeah. before they had a pudding, which I guess, yeah, um, was it. No, I, I agree with that. Um, I agree where, you know, you kind of encourage your child to finish what's on your plate. But my dad always said, don't take too much on your plate and finish yeah, 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 it. Yeah. So, because I think in our... I think here in England you are served a plate of food. So you first of all you didn't have a choice to put two potatoes or five potatoes or two vegetables. Yes, yes. You know, you are given something. Whereas in India, even when we were little, the food was kept in the middle of the table. Yeah. You have your pan of dal and your you know, your rice or whatever it was, it doesn't yes. matter what. And then you're given your plate and you serve yourself. So it's that a day lovely when way of doing things, exactly. isn't it? And then my dad would always say not just us, I think that's how you eat in India. You yes. just give the plate and you serve yourself. But I think he always said, just take enough for you that you think you Perfect. eat. Thank you so much. Oh, that's exciting. Look and at the colour of that. There's no chance of it getting wasted. I'm okay actually. Thank you. I'm still going with this. Thank you. Is that all done my water? Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, and I, yeah, I think um, we need to just be careful of not, um, you know. It's, um, but it's also, I think sometimes when all you've ever known is you get given your plate, it wasn't up to you to choose what's on it. And it's interesting, I think, I don't know if you feel this as a parent. I really am a big advocate of intuitive eating. I think people should eat what they want, when they want, but it's also about connecting to, without shame, without, you know, I yeah. think it's, things get so overcomplicated if you're trying to change your body in some way or whatever. But ultimately, I think it comes, the, the, we are, there are so many ways to screw it up as a parent that were oh well intended. God. Like, I try so hard to be like, I just want my child to, you know, to f tell me when he's hungry and know when he's full and chill. And I think babies know. Yeah. But even babies will eat till they're sick sometimes, you know, yeah. it's part of being a baby. But past the age of like three or four, there's so many other factors involved in it. There's yeah. so many dopamine hits from some types of food that there aren't from other. And I'm very lucky I have a child who's open-minded, hungry, 
excited by food. It brings me so, the excitement he gets from food. If we're going out for dinner, not somewhere posh, but like Sis said, we went for Turkish food last night. It's a really canteen feel place, but the yeah. food is extraordinary. But with Mother's Day, we were going out for dinner. Yeah. He will ride high on the prospect of going out for dinner, even if it's somewhere he's never been. And that fills me with joy. But equally, I don't know how to encourage intuition in him because he will also meet to the point where he can, like, oh, he, you know, he'll, like, so he's definitely, he enjoys eating beyond fullness. So do I, but I've woken up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. As I've grown older. with, with It's as part of sort of um I think it take huge control of my destiny and knowing yeah. how to make myself happy. Um, it's really, I think, hard to strike a perfect balance with yeah. the kids. It is so hard because when um, my, I've got 14-year-old and 12-year-old and the 14-year-old yeah. when she was one, so we didn't have like separate weaning food. Oh, we yeah, had yeah, like same. Indian food mashed up, no spices and slowly, slowly... By the time they were one, both of them, they were eating everything that we were eating. Lovely. And we were just not adding too many spices to the food. But I have never ever, since we have become a family, we, I've never cooked a separate meal for them and separate meal for us. Just, no. it was never, in my books, it was never going to happen. That's not yeah. what, what happened in India growing up. I didn't yes. see anybody do that. Um, now things are changing because I think things people think oh no no my child won't eat this I'll make you something which is just anyway so she was a bit fussy and um, you know I tried to be as kind of calm and patient as possible so hard so hard well especially when you've got the feeder gene as well like I have I've got Austrian family who are like big big uh, this is how I love you I know I will make you this and I'll give you this and I'll make you this and I'll feed you this and I'll make this and that's in me and it's so in me and I Again, it's another thing I have to check myself on. It's yes. very hard to It is so hard to kind of, and also think, also because when you're a new mom, yeah. obviously you don't know whether they're eating oh, no, enough no. or... Oh, you're winging it. Exactly, we all are. Yeah. We all are but, and then my son came along and um, they've only got 20 months difference uh -huh. uh, between them. And when he was born, I couldn't really do everything mm -hmm. and I don't have family here so it was all me yes. like you know me and my husband and when it came to food it was my department and god seriously I just gave up and then yeah. she started eating everything oh wow like I just Great. thought you know what no I can't not that I was doing anything but I was like after saying oh must eat must eat yeah like, yeah you know, try this try this try this um, and when you know he came along and um, I just thought I, I can't so it, it's hey if you want to eat and then slowly yeah. slowly things changed and yeah. now they both will eat they're not massive eaters yeah. but I'm not a, like a crazy massive eater yeah, I yeah. promise it's a cake and I will finish yeah. <laughs> but you know they are and I don't want to push them to be yeah, massive course. eaters because no. I know how I no, feel they after follow their, yeah, exactly. they follow their intuition yeah, follow their... but um, they 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 know what they like they don't they know yeah. but they are now open to trying anything so, that's exciting yes it, like we last night we went to a Cambodian restaurant oh, in wow. the and we ate stuff which obviously we haven't tried the flavors were new yeah and they ate it all they right. you know, they said that they might not love it yeah. or might not you know ask me to take them back there yeah but that's not the point because yeah. so many things I don't want to go oh, back and totally. eat but, but they're so open to trying new things. Yeah. And I think it is where 
I've just said to them, I think also because I make so many new things and different things that they have to, like I said to them, yeah. you can't not try this if I've made it. Like, you know, you have yeah. to try it. <laughs> That's so, super. Yeah, it's, um, I'm going to try some of this chili sauce with. Absolutely. Five second rule. How do you feel about the five second rule? Yes or no? Yes. 100%. Yes. Me too. I would go for 10 seconds. Yes. <laughs> Lovely. Depending on what I've dropped. I love to hear it. <laughs> yes, it's true. What what you dropped and where you dropped it is always p- exactly. pivotal. Exactly. You've got. It. I leave the question open, just to sir. There's a way in. Hmm. <laughs> mm. So. It's not very hot. That chili sauce is not spicy, is it? No, it's not very spicy, is it? I don't know how they've managed to make so many chilies so unspicy. Um, it must be a um, must be such a mild chili. So colour, no flavour. Yeah. Well, you you looked good. Mm. But, yeah. Mm. Has there ever been a time where you've eaten something out of awkwardness or embarrassment? I have actually. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a food friend's place, um, another food writer I met through work and uh, we knew each other a little bit but it was the first meal together and he said oh come over and I'll cook for you and I said oh of course and I went over and he'd made like um, he gave me a plate of food on you know not like on the table so he gave me a plate of food to eat. And it was lamb coasters with... Oh. <laughs> oh, crimes. And I was like, oh, okay. I can't remember what it was with, but it was with something, like rice or noodles, I can't remember. And there was some sauce, so I tried to move the coasters around. I said, I actually don't need lamb. Well so I, um, Well, well done. For, you have to just say, don't no, you? No, but I, I still ate the meal other than yeah. the koftas because I'm not um, a right, like, say, if I... Like, my husband's a vegetarian, but he will have a little bit of the chicken curry gravy. Okay. So it's not like if the thing is cooked in it, I can't sure. touch it. Not yeah. that kind of crazy yeah. um, yet. So I ate the sauce in the... I'm just not a big fan of um, lamb. Yeah, so fair like I, Yeah, and I have developed some recipes with lamb uh-huh. in the past. But for the last five years, every if anyone has asked me, I said, actually, no, no I can't. No, no, thank because you. Because when I have cooked, I might have done five recipes in total of lamb recipes in my food in career. And all those five times, the house, just the smell. I just yeah. don't like the smell. I'm not into it, yeah. My friends loved it, but... Oh, it's just, just not for me. I understand. I love that was, it. Uh, a bit awkward. Mmm. Delicious. A terrible gnome comes to life and puts a curse on all things with um, air in them, making them pop. At first it's funny, balloons lose their value pretty fast, but quickly the cursed realises humans and slugs and other gross alive things have air in them. And it's a really messy apocalypse, unless the curse is reversed, which will only happen if you, and will it does have to be you, Chenna, do 92 hours of breakdancing on ice with no breaks. No breaks. No breaks. You're on ice. You can't have any snacks. It's 92 hours. You finish it. It sounds impossible, but you do it. 
You're a hero. Okay. You saved humanity from a okay. really horrible, blowing, okay. explosive apocalypse. Um, and your award is the adulation of all people for all time. You're essentially yeah, the, course, the latest course, deity. Yeah. But your award in the moment, and you are so hungry, that was a lot of dancing. It's the feast of your dreams. Mm. And this is the opposite of a last meal because you couldn't be happier and you couldn't be hungrier. Yeah. And it's a fantasy, so I don't care about consequences, food-wise, ethics, none of that. None of that's of interest to me. I want to know what your soul would desire if you were the happiest and the hungriest, you can imagine me. So what would you eat? What would you drink? And if there is a who, with, and where, you can have a who, with, and where. And these things don't even need to be possible. Um, I think it, the answer is quite simple. Oh, I, oh yeah, yeah, it's quite straightforward. If I'm that hungry, when I am craving like mm. food, like I'm so hungry, I would um, like a chicken biryani. Mm. And um, I would like, um, because this is something that doesn't happen often. It happened two years ago after 10 years. Um, so it's uh, the three sisters and my parents to get together for a meal. It just yes. doesn't happen. We yes, all live yes, in three yes. different parts oh, really? of the world. Oh, really? Sisters um, don't live in India. Okay. Yeah, so over. one sister lives in India, one lives in America, I live yeah. in England. Parents live in a different part of India. So it's oh. just all, all, we are all very far away. Yes. Um, yeah, so the last time all of us got together was two and a half years ago. And oh. before that, it was, we calculated, could have been 10 years ago. So, um, yeah, so yeah, yeah. yes, that's an easy one to ask. It's a very easy one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And chicken biryani. It could just be like all five of us. Heaven. I don't even want the spouses and the kids. Just no, <laughs> leave them. <laughs> I like the honesty. Lovely. Just five of us would And be what would so you drink? Nice. What do you two drink with this biryani? Oh, uh, so I'm not a big drinker with food. Oh, okay, okay, um, fair. So either I have to drink before and yeah. finish my food uninterrupted, I and then have your. But yeah, champagne would be great. Oh, yeah. love! You've got to have champagne. If you've yeah. not seen them for two and a half years, yeah. do you have plans to see them? So I'm see, I've just seen my parents and my older okay. sister last month, and I'm okay. seeing my younger sister next month. It's the together bit that yes, we see yes, each other yes. every two years or so. Okay. But it's the together. Yes. Because it's just something which yeah. we never thought would be such a treat. I know, bizarre, bizarre time. It is bizarre, yeah, very, very bizarre. Thank you so much for doing my silly podcast. Oh, thank you so much for and thank you for this amazing delicious it, My pleasure. Place. I'm going to finish this. Follow Chetna online. On Instagram, she is at Chetna Makan. That's C-H-E-T-N-A-M-A-K-A-N. Uh, and her new book, Chetna's Easy Baking with a Twist of Spice, is available to pre-order now and will be available in real life to have in your solid actual hands or Kindle from June. Follow the podcast online at The Hoovering Pod. I'm trying to put a little bit more eating and drinking content out in the world, Instagram and Twitter. And follow me at Jessica Vosticu. Come and see me on tour, please. My new show, Wench. Tickets are on sale now, including a giant new London date on the 30th of October at the Leicester Square Theatre. That's too big a venue for me, so tell everyone you know about it. Why don't you come and see Hoovering live at the Mac Comedy Festival if you're anywhere near Wales on the 1st of May? I'd love that. 
go to Acast supporter or Patreon if you have uh, spare money and you want to support the podcast financially. I'd love that. There are links to everything interesting Chetna and I said, including everything interesting that I have just mentioned as ever in the podcast notes. Tickets to everything live I am doing, a way to email me and updates on all sorts of things I'm up to are all available on my website, jessicafostq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until in two weeks, happy hoovering. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.